<laughs> it would help if I recorded. <laughs> recording is probably a, an important part of podcasting, right? Uh, nine times out of ten, depends on who you ask. Yeah, I mean, otherwise you're just you're just talking to yourself. Annyeong, and welcome to Holly Juku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, Petey Ray. This is episode 28, and in the end, the villain is man. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fine episode of Holly Juku. I am Peter Ray, your man with no plan. With me, as always, is Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I am doing exceptionally well. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my introduction. I don't know why I try to <laughs> add anything to it. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of our go-to. Our go-to. Uh, we've got some interesting stories to tell, interesting headlines, big-time headlines. Uh, come on up later in the show. Uh, but first, we're gonna visit with what we've been listening to this week, or these past couple of weeks. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kaz, what have you been listening to lately? I've been listening to the hood! The hood's been <laughs> calling me! I've been looking for it! I haven't found it, but there's some hood music out there that is helping me find my way to it um being one of those uh coming from the old mafia records um pharaoh uh who i've i've heard some stuff from him before but but he hasn't really 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 been on my rap radar just yet of like actual rappers um because as you know there are two versions of rap that happen in korea there's pop rap and there's Hip hop. Um, and I kind of like his delivery. I like his stuff. And this is a like one of those like, Hey, let's get everybody we can on this one song. So you got Pharaoh with his song called Dom Perry, uh, who he is very much intertwined in the Korean gangster rap, you know, like (laughs) lifestyle. Um, so he had Red Rock and Nada from What's Up, uh, on this, this song, which, Initially, I almost didn't get to use because once again, a video on What's Up YouTube page got taken down or removed or set to private or moved to another channel or whatever. So we found a re-upload of it. Um, and it may not be official place that it is supposed to be, you know, but I, we really didn't have any other choice and I wanted to feature this song. Yeah. So I, 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 I told you that I had mixed. I was the one that first showed it to you, and yeah. I told you that uh, that I have mixed feelings, uh, mainly because I'm I, I'm not one that is uh, that is appealed to by uh, hood uh, hood uh, posturing <laughs> music. Yeah, like I'm very much of the mindset of like uh, you know of, of the, the uh, Talib quality is like it seems like. In order to spit it good, you have to have a criminal past similar to the cast of different strokes. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Boy, ain't nobody as hit as the cast of different strokes. Yeah. No motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Those motherfuckers G. <laughs> uh, but like, it, it's not something that necessarily appeals to me. Like, for me, lyricism and, and, and wit appeals to me. I mean, it, it does what it's very well. 
and I, I love Nada, as as has been nom, dom, documented. I, I adore her. She's awesome. She she's she's fun, and I'm sure this could grow on me. It's just that initial like eh, cringe. Uh, I don't know. I I threw me off. I love. I just love Korean rap in general. And this, if it, if it was like straight up in English, I probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, but. There's sometimes something about a song like this. Like there, even in American, like posturing rap music, sometimes every so often, like a song just resonates with me and it yeah. it makes me feel good. And it could be something about the beat, the delivery of the rhymes, and like kind of just the silliness of it. And I think it's all those things mixed together here at the moment. Like I like Nada. I love Nada's delivery. I like Pharaoh's delivery. Red Rock, not so much. She didn't really like. I, I could skip his part really. Yeah. Um but like both of their deliveries, the beat is really fun, and it, it just kind of seems a little bit silly. Like they know they're yeah. posturing, and they they're just kind of buying into it in a sense, yeah. you know. Uh, I I did say that two more comments. One, uh, I I object to the Adidas tracksuits and Nikes combo. <laughs> no, no, like like really to do it right. You gotta do Adidas tracksuit, Adidas superstars. But at the very least, you at least match your Adidas with your Adidas. Like, come on. Yeah. Does not make sense. And as you pointed out before we actually started recording, uh, they, they, it's funny how they have the, the prop, uh, bottle of Don Perry, uh, presumably, but never open right. it. <laughs> right. They just start wa- just waving it around for half an hour, just like point, you know, pointing it. It's like, I know, I know you can't afford to open that thing. I know it has to go back and back to where whoever you <laughs> borrowed it from, right? Like, because I, I know you're in in a room in front of a green screen, and chances are you're not all there at the same time because you can't all fit. <laughs> uh, but it is still funny. Uh, but yes. more in the vein of if you're gangster rap, uh, you had some uh, more. Songs that you wanted to feature. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna talk about hood posturing? You you don't have to go any more further than my next pick, which is Doki, uh, because it's the two e sound in Korea, not Dok two as it is written out. Um, uh, as he puts it, so uh, something to keep in mind. Uh, Doki. Uh, so so it, they're not they're called the... Batust. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, Thank you, Eat Your Kimchi, for that joke. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, that, that's so threw me up. Uh, there was an article put out earlier today that I looked at, me and Peter shared, um, talking about kind of like different rappers or whatever. And, it, and this kind of put me back on like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this dude. Um kind of thing uh and he is one of the people very 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 much credited for bringing the hood to korea you know <laughs> um <laughs> so like if, if you've ever watched a rap video this is a rap video yeah, <laughs> just yeah. dudes standing around throwing money at cameras talking about things that you're pretty sure they've never done yeah <laughs> you know yeah. uh guys with tattoos and then and lots of posturing Second yeah pants. and and Lots of calling you a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, rude. Not a fish. <laughs> no. um, but, yeah. but yeah, no, uh, a lot of hood posturing from Doki, but goddamn if the dude doesn't have great delivery. 
Yeah. And and he's clever too. If you translate his lyrics, if if you don't speak Korean and you go translate his lyrics, he's actually pretty fucking clever. Um yeah, so I you got to give him that. He's cool dude. He featured on on that really cool uh uh GI song. Uh yeah. do shit. Uh he yeah. does a a serviceable contribution to that fun song. Uh yeah. so yeah, cool And stuff. he's pretty good at it. And and then Still talking about hood posturing, but in the pop sense. Yes. Uh, we move on to our boy featuring our boy. Doki. Uh, uh, you know, like, I, I think, I think Jay Park may have wormed his way into me and PD's heart. And, and, yes. and I'm going to say this more than GD. Yeah. In, in some sense, like, I, I love GD. But, yeah. but, 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 Jay Park cracks me up in every way that, you know, in so many different ways. Yeah. Right. It, and, and not in bad ways, even. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I, we legitimately are just like, like, we want Jay Park to succeed, you know, for yes. some reason. <laughs> so, um, oh, oh, and the Doki, the Doki song, which will be in the thing, uh, I, I forgot to translate it. Um, it's, uh, something uh, about a diagonal somewhere or other. Diagonal something or other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jay Park, um, Know Your Name. Jay Park, Know Your Name, a very popular Jay Park song featuring Doki. Um, but this is such like Usher, Justin Timberlake, like s- style, you know, pop. Um, and Jay Park himself, a pretty good rapper. Chris Brown, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know what? Honestly, I think if anything Jay Park could do, is he could take over the spot that Jay, that Chris Brown, I guess we're gonna have to admittedly, reluctantly admit still occupies, which is that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that talented singer that's engraved in hip hop that kind of blends the line, kind of does both well, even though he's more of a singer than a rapper. Uh, yeah. He could do that. But he could also be somebody that isn't an immature, uh, girlfriend beating asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause divorce the fact that Chris Brown is an immature, never learning, Im- uh, girlfriend beating asshole and all of the musical stuff, uh, you could kind of really get into and just what he does where he's that leaning towards singer, but bringing in kind of hip hop, but does it in a very elegant way. I think kind of, I mean, you can go back and forth, but when he does it well, he does it really well. Uh, you could get that from Jay Park. Oh yeah. <laughs> we can get that from Jay Park without the other bullshit. <laughs> Cause Ladies. Jay Park is an awesome dude and he's, he's funny and yeah. ridiculous and he's a giant dork. He's, <laughs> he's funny. He's kind of a good actor. Uh, he's a, he's been, he's showing to be a good businessman. Like, from what I can tell, he's, he's a good sketch comedian. He's a good sketch yeah. comedian. Which, yeah. Uh, being just... one of the stars of SNL Korea, you know? Like, but still being able to keep the sexy pop star kind of like hard rapper image that he's been portraying, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's hard to do when you make, when you start to make those crossovers, you know? Yeah. And, and this all being a guy who came from the boy group, you know, 
stuff in Korea to to go from doing that to be almost on the same level as people as like Seven and Rain, you know? Yeah. Like he he's getting to that status and like I think the only other person who's done that in that kind of system is GD. Yeah. Uh, even more so because, uh, like, remember a little while ago we did that list of eleven, uh, you know, artists that Korean everyday Koreans actually listen to. He was right yeah. there on the list, like yeah. prominently took up his own spot, like, uh, you know, above other things, you know, above other artists, including uh, GD, because GD was just lumped in there with Big Bang, you know. <laughs> Uh, whereas Jay Park had his own spot just from what he's done on his own and from what he's done in that music scene that was so different from everywhere else, like that maybe needed, you know, doing things in a different way that maybe need to be done. Cause you know, we could talk about the, the, the idol system and the music system and how kind of how their mentality <laughs> is over there. Uh, as much as we love the music, there may be some, some things in the system that maybe need some work and maybe need some shaking up. And Jay Park is Ooh, yeah. the guy that could do it. Uh, mm-hmm. gotta love some Jay Park. Uh, yep. but back, back to and, Nod. And, until the Korean, until the Korean people come to get, come to check his pockets. <laughs> the <laughs> government gonna come and check those pockets, Jay Park. Yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. they moving around. They, they're going around, you know, the, the, the financial yeah. people. You make sure you keep paying taxes. Uh, but, but, uh, because initially I didn't think I was going to get to use the first song that I, that I gave you guys, uh, I wanted to feature something from just Nada herself. Because, like I said, I love Nada's delivery as a rapper. Uh, and it's really cool. And I didn't, I didn't want to just like muss it up by, by putting the group in there itself of just putting what's up in there. So I just decided to do Nada's Bang Bang, which is her solo song. Um, and oh man, it's 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 a hood ass song with with hood ass delivery, but fuck, I love the way Nada raps. Yeah, yeah. It it, um, it almost has like she almost has that appeal to me that like um uh that uh top has for me, you know? Yeah. Like it's all in Top's voice, but like holy shit, man! Like I love it. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. It, well, Nada is super fun. I. Uh, I could go back and forth with the, the, when this song first came on again. It was that that initial uh, okay, okay. And I think it, it's something that's grown on me just in it when finally placing it in context with the rest of Wasap's music. Uh, I think fits in uh, well as part of that whole more than by itself, but. Yeah, uh, I, I do adore what, what's, uh, Nada. I do adore what's up. Uh, and, and Nada herself. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a cool song. Cool song. Good live performance. Good, and also reminisce about, uh, I, I, I wish I was able to watch the show Champion more often so that was it, what would it have been able to see, uh, Amber's run as MC there? <laughs> uh, completely random aside. Uh, but, that being said, I have some songs that I wanted to feature. Uh, I decided to pick out a couple songs that popped into my iTunes radio, uh, that I guess we hadn't featured. Uh, there were just some cool songs. Uh, one song that I, I'm surprised we hadn't featured, we, because it was such a, kind of a major song, uh, Brown Eyed Girls Abracadabra. That is one of those songs. Uh, oh, so, wow. 
for the for those few that aren't familiar, I thought I'd throw that out there. This is one of those that song, you know, that that I, that very well known song. There's uh every show that Narsha was on, they would do uh this dance. <laughs> and I uh, just watching different variety shows, it was always like, all right, the song's playing and then everybody's immediately into the dance and knows how to do it exactly like uh this one of those iconic songs that are was pervaded was uh pervaded pop culture at the time and it was just uh one of those classic songs and for a reason it's a really good song it's a really fun catchy interesting uh song musically and uh it's really cool uh, you have a lot, Kaz, you have a lot more experience with, uh, K-pop. Were you in, were you jacked in when this song came out? Um, not when it came out, but it was still popular when I started listening to K-pop. Like, Brown Eyed Girl came up a lot when I first started listening to K-pop. Um, and this is definitely one of the songs that was, like, in that mix. And, like, listening to it now just kind of takes me back to, like, the first few times I listened to K-pop and being like, I don't know what they're saying, but fuck, they're hot. <laughs> like, um, and, and back when I thought K-pop was only girl groups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, man, there are no boys in K-pop. Huh? <laughs> oh God, I was so ignorant back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, brown. I, God damn it, brown eyed girls. I love the. I love Narsha first and foremost, and I think that's probably yeah. been documented quite a bit. Uh, you know, uh, I still every once in a while pop open that 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 uh, thank you video. <laughs> Just something about that video. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the, the brown eyed girls just are that that group that one of those that group uh, groups. Uh, you know, with their, their mix of styles, they, they just nail it every time. (laughs) And they're good singers and they're all hot and Gain is hot and Narsha's awesome and, and adorable on variety shows and incredibly sexy on, and music videos and, uh, Mario brings the, 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 Mario brings some quality rap. I mean, for, for all intents and purposes for pop rap and, you know, uh, this is some good song. This is a classic song. If yeah. you don't know it, uh, you, you better get to knowing it because it is yeah. one of those iconic songs. You'll recognize the dance, possibly. <laughs> yeah, but the stripping. You'll, you'll recognize the hip swivel because if you've seen, uh, Size Gentleman, uh, he did the, that dance as a tribute to Brown Eyed Girls to kind of like, all right, I've got this exposure. I'm going to pay tribute to some of the people that kind of, I think, are really cool in, in this game. And he brought in Guy in and he did the dance. Uh, and it was cool. But yeah, it, it is, there's a reason why he did that because this is a very iconic song. Uh, but yeah, I'm moving on to another really cool song that, uh, I, I, it popped up in my iTunes and, and I realized, wow, this is a really cool song. And, we also heard a bit of while we were in Chicago during the K-pop panel, which I think we'll probably touch on in a little bit when we get into headlines. But, uh, the, the, uh, you know, this, the song, it, it's just a really cool song. It's a Vix, uh, interesting mm-hmm. group, uh, with their song Hide. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and it's a song that we heard a couple of here, uh, times uh, during from the K-pop booth, once in the K-pop panel, and it's just something that uh, you know popped up in my iTunes radio. Radio, I was like, yeah, man, this is a really cool song, and and it is. It's a fun video. It's a really cool song. It's part of that uh, mid 2013, I guess, uh, late 2012 horror theme. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. It was more of a 2012 thing. I think they tried to carry it over into the 2013 and I guess tried to carry it on even further with their voodoo doll video after that. But like, uh, they, they decided they fell in love with that, that, uh, supernatural horror theme. But, uh, overall it's a really cool song. Uh, did, do you, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? Did, did you enjoy, do you I mean, enjoy I'm the a- Vix? I, I've, I've enjoyed, I, I've enjoyed kind of the singles from Vix. Um, mm-hmm. some of the other songs that are on some of their mini albums, not so much. Um, but this one was one that kind of grew on me a little bit, but it was just wasn't one that really resonated much with me. This was back when like all I really cared about was like 2 p.m. and, and I actually didn't like Big Bang at first. <laughs> like, but for some reason, like, I kept going back to Big Bang. I, I, that's what Vix always reminds me of, was just like, I always kept going back to Big Bang because, like, I think Big Bang just seems so familiar, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, uh, say, but, this, this song did grow on me a little bit. I, I think I didn't necessarily grab my attention at first, but uh, every once in a while I would hear it. Maybe it was around the time I was still, like, actively watching Music Bank. So I would see their performances, um, and the more I heard it, the more I kind of got got that that groove of the chorus, and it was a really cool song. And uh, I liked that their their official logo is a is a freaking Ultraman uh, knockoff robot thing, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Uh, the robot guy is their official logo, uh, but yeah, Vix. Uh, but speaking of Big Bang. Um, Here's a random thing that, that I remember recently again. I always love when I remember this song and go back to listen to it. Uh, but I was thinking recently, again, said K-pop panel made me think of, uh, what I would do, what questions I would put in a Jeopardy <laughs> game. Mm-hmm. And one of those was, what is trot? And, uh, cause that's one of those things where you, you know, that's one of those important things to know. <laughs> when it comes to Korean pop music trivia, what is trot music? And of course, w- you know, in the cross section, we're talking about Big Bang, trot music, of course, is they sung with Look at Me, Gwisun. Uh, Gwisun. And it's one of those songs, it's like, if you know Big Bang, but you didn't know this song existed, and somebody comes up to you, hey, you know that they sung guy did a trot song? You'd be like, nah, bullshit me. Nah, he's a trot song. <laughs> what? Trot song? But fucking, Daesung has always said that he's, he loves trot, you know? Yeah, and, and, and like, he did a trot song. And the funny thing is, a lot of the K-pop idols love trot because it's that, it's A, probably reminds them of their childhood. Like, uh, they were all, uh, many of a certain generation were born in like the 80s. So, like, when they were kids, their parents would play trap music or, uh, and some of them you know, just kind of, their parents would play it while they were young, uh, 
you know, if they were born in the 90s, their, their parents were kind of uh, teenagers in the 80s or 70s, and they would play it around the house, and it was trap music. Uh, so they have, they, they love the trap music. Yeah. And I love that he, he just went all out. He, just, he got permission, and he just went all out with trot, trot song. Uh, yeah. Well, do, do you enjoy Daesung's trot song? Do you, do you find yourself do. revisiting it as fondly as I do? I fucking, I love everything Daesung does. <laughs> like his, yeah. his, you know how much I gleamed over his solo on Alive. Yeah. Um, Wings, you know, like I fucking love Wings just because I love his voice and I always reminisce it to like the reason Daesung's voice is so good is because he loves to do trot and you have to be so kind of loud and flowy and like, you know, you have to roll those Korean letters around to do trot, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it just, Gives him such good vocals, you know, um, because he practices his singing by doing trot, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, f- I fucking love Day Song. Yeah, and this song's so much fun to listen to. It just kind of just jam out and do, do, maybe yeah. even just dance. <laughs> oh God! I, and I, I every time I listen to trot, I almost feel like I should start getting a collection of trot music because every song I listen to is trot. I I always uh-huh. kind of just I feel it like it's fun. Or it's like you feel the emotion behind it, or 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 nothing else, the fun behind it, and you kind of get it. It's like you know how everybody here has their like eighties uh, hair rock, you know, that they do at karaoke. You know, if nothing else, there's that. Like, uh, plus there's yeah. a, more of a breath of it, and it, it's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there's a reason I love print and it's because my mother used to play and we would have to clean the house you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah because uh, of that but, i love friends yeah yeah uh freaking trot music more, more people should know trot music your faves your faves listen to trot understand that accept that uh but moving on that was our music uh we're gonna get into our headlines right over <laughs> on the <laughs> other side. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are here at Headlines. Uh, so. Interesting thing happened on our way to, funny thing happened on our way to Chicago, Illinois. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, one cool thing uh, that happened two weeks ago, uh, is we were at, well, no, two weeks ago, last, Last week? Two weeks ago? Last week. Last week. Last weekend. Uh, last weekend, we were at ASIN together in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, specifically, Rosemont, Illinois. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We saw some really cool K-pop panels. Uh, well, we saw one panel. <laughs> and it was it was kind of fun. Uh, I was kind of a, a judge, judgmental butthole the entire time. Uh, and I kind of feel guilty about that. But... Uh, it, it was it was an interesting experience and uh but one of the interesting that things that happened was on my way to Chicago I was keeping track of my phone uh I was looking mm-hmm. at things on my phone and I saw a notification or a headline I think of this news which was Exo's Chris what had is going to get out of SM Entertainment and he's going to file a lawsuit to do so. You know, he's filing, he's gathered his legal team. He's hired his, uh, the same legal team that got hanging, uh, out of Super Junior. 
Um, and is going to get himself out of SM Entertainment and obviously out of Excel. Um, and it, it's a lot, it's been a whole week of a lot of speculation, some comments here and there that don't really have anything substantive yet. Uh, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of guessing, a lot of, you know, uh, people commenting. And it's definitely a thing that is, happening and it's a big thing that is happening but we don't know what's happening and that's Mm -hmm. kind of you know i guess it's just the norm especially when there's a legal action being involved um but what did you see the 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 news did you see the headlines while you were on your way to to chicago no, I didn't. I didn't see them when I was on my way there. Like I, I looked at them finally, like when you told me about it, and I read a little bit of stuff, and it was all the like, oh, they did this to me. Oh, he did this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and he's being a baby, and like all those silly little fucking things. You know, like that don't really matter. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I, it just, I don't know, it was just silly and like, um, it, it, it just, I don't know, like, it's just one of those things, like, I, I would much rather wait for the dust to settle to really, really, really see what, what happens. Yeah. I think cause, uh, one of the things that we, we talked about, I think one of the things I said in our conversations is that it's going to be mainly one of two things. Uh, it could be a myriad of things, but it's mainly going to be a cat- one, under one of two categories. Either, you know, he's kind of, uh, either it's Dong Ho, Dong Ho, or he's just tired of, uh, idle life. It's not the life for him. He just, he, he, f- uh, finally reached a breaking point. Uh, especially, you know, people are thinking, well, you know, it's, they're starting a promotion cycle. Why, why would he quit now? Well, it's like, he probably was just handed a schedule and looked at it and like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Mm-hmm. Like, he must have looked at a schedule like, uh, no, I, I do not see sleep anywhere here, um, or meals. Nor do I see empty time slots for sleep. Or meals. Hmm. This is <laughs> fucked up. I'm out. <laughs> like, right. like, hit that. Hit that point where it's just like this is the last fucking straw. <laughs> like, are you like, serious? I'm, like, I, like uh, he's done, and, and it's it. It's either that, or it's it was the star, you know, running back, star wide receiver. Uh, wanting to either restructure his contract or test free agency. Like, you know, he wants out of his, you know, his contract, he wants to test free agency. He wants to make more money. You know, it's all about the money. Here's the thing. I, I, I said in our conversations that whatever of those two categories it's, it is, uh, in real life, I say all power to him. <laughs> Period. Like, if, if it's about, you know, you're tired, you want to try a different life, you know, it's just not the life for you. Cool. Uh, all more power to you. If you want more money, cause you see that you're, a, you know, you're a talent that is marketable and you know that the money is being made and you can make it more, 
uh, directly and you can actually make money, you know, cause idols don't get paid shit. <laughs> you know, you, you mm-hmm. gotta be paying back that advance. <laughs> and the more you promote, the bigger that, that advance becomes that you have to then keep paying back. Uh, so he saw that there was money to be made cause he, you know, especially going back to China, uh, as a K-pop idol, he's Chinese, but he's also a K-pop idol and he's a Korean entertainment idol. Which is fairly po- can make you fairly popular in China right now, uh, you know. Just, you know ask Kim Soo Hyun and Jun Ji Hyun of you who came from the stars. They are big there, you know. Uh, right. And there's a reason they created an XOM, and there's a reason there's a Super Junior M, you know. Uh, <laughs> there, there's there's that. So there's money to be made. So either way, I say more power to them. Uh, now how. Anything beyond that, it's too early to tell. Like as far as his behavior while he was there, or you know, blah blah blah, blah or whatever, uh, you know, things people mudslinging people want to throw in uh, right now. That's all like too pr- too early to comment on. But uh, I think if it's to get a better life or to get that dollar dollar bill, y'all, <laughs> to get the money, uh, I, I'm I'm very I, I will support. Either one of those decisions, uh, but what, what sense, I mean, it, again, it's too early to tell, but what sense do you get, uh, on, to that regard? Um, like I said, it, like you it, it, one, it's too early to tell, and it just seems like one of those things where at the end of the day, it just is probably going to be a disagreement on treatment of the person, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, they're gonna be like, oh no, we treated him this way, and he's gonna be like, no, they really treated us like this, and I just didn't want to deal with it anymore, you know? Um, and it's just a difference of opinion, you know? And we could easily, oh, excuse me, we could easily paint, you know, the, the, the corporate end of it as the bad guy because you know generally yeah. they have been the bad guy in these kind of things you know what i'm saying we we've heard these stories over and over about how idols are treated you know and it's just like okay do we automatically believe that they're the bad guy because it 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 also is just one of those things where they're like instantly trying to make Chris the bad guy. Everybody on XO stops following Chris, you know, and all oh, this yeah. happens and oh my yeah. God, you know, which is uh, like, almost like, you know, and then the reaction like almost seems like that's the very obvious corporate lying to kind of like, okay, uh, which it's very easy because, uh, you can always see these big member groups. Super Junior and EXO have a lot of members. And you can almost really say that there's for one specific purpose. Because when you have, let's say, 12 members in EXO, or you have 13 members or whatever in Super Junior, no one member matters that much. <laughs> Each member is more or less expendable. Unless they, unless they become big enough to be marketable on their own. Until, and then you can, you know, then you'll worry about securing them long term. But until then, no one member is, uh, is important. They're all expendable. And they can all be swapped out in the, especially in the uh, preliminary stages. And 
It's very easy to take the fandoms of 11 guys and propagandize them against the one guy. But mm-hmm. it is at the, like I said, like you said, it is very easy to also assume that that's the thing to go, even when it's not necessarily what's happening. You know, uh, it could just be like, uh, okay, let's, let's, let's not have connections because there's going to be an ongoing legal happening. So anything that maybe interferes with that, you could put yourself in the position where you don't interfere with the legal proceeding proceedings and having severing ties and social network wise could be just that <laughs> it's not some emotional thing. It just could be that like, you don't want anything to happen where it's a, it could interfere with the legal procedure procedures. So mm-hmm. add, yeah. And one of the comments that I saw, I think from, you know, Asian junkie always kind of gives that, that viewpoint that I tend to agree with where at the end of the day, it's all business and there could be no bad guys. <laughs> there could really yeah. just generally be no bad guys. It's, they want, they, oh, they're fighting for their business, you know, SM is fighting for their corporate interests. Chris is fighting for his own interests, whether financial or emotional. And there's no bad guys. They're just, you know, looking out for what's best for them. And at the end of the day, that's probably just what it is. Uh, but it's very much too early to tell exactly what's going on and why. But, definitely. uh, that like I will also, definitely agree with that point. It's too early to 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 make anyone out to be the bad guy. Even though even though SM slightly is making themselves look like bad guys by you know you you, you can definitely tell it's the thing of like okay you got to stop following you know telling the other group members like okay you got to stop following Chris on Facebook and Twitter you know and because yeah. those things become the story you know. Yeah. Um, and and the media is always, always, no matter what, always going to look for a bad guy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like they want a fucking villain. Um Yeah, yeah. And it just so you know, and it just depends on how that goes. Like you could be the fucking hero or you could be the villain very easily. Very yeah, easily. Yeah. And uh painting the, the outgoing members the villain, uh again pay again helps that cycle along where the the group goes on unscathed because mm-hmm. it's one of 12 people <laughs> uh <laughs> it's not you know one fifth of the group it's not one fourth of the, not one quarter of the group meeting it's me leaving it's one twelfth of the group uh <laughs> and right. they're one twelfth of the fandom you know, uh, and you can find an SM and uh, you can find a Chinese SM trainee, throw them in there and, and they'll, they'll have a fan base because trainees have fan bases. Trainees, <laughs> yeah. To understand that trainees have fan bases. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how you find out news or info about them, but apparently people do. People are crazy. Uh, oh no! Yeah. They're, yeah they're, when they like a group and they're like, oh, they they have they have still a group of trainees. Like, let me see who they got. Like, oh, I like him. Like, I'm gonna follow him. I'm gonna cheer for him. I'm gonna root for him to make it. Like, you're like really. <laughs> but then again, uh, I, I've I've frequent I used to frequent MarlinsBaseball.com, a fan forum for the Marlins, and they had uh they have uh adopt a baby Marlin, so that. Mm-hmm. And it's part of their SIG where they keep track of a particular minor leaguer 
<laughs> so you know what? Being keeping track of minor league teams to that will replenish your major league squad. I think I I see I understand that I understand that, but uh yeah they'll they'll find somebody that will replace it or yeah they'll find somebody to throw in there as the sixth member of XOM, you know flesh it out and they'll back to they'll go back to where they started you know uh they they were able to hold a concert their first solo concert uh completely unscathed with eleven members you know uh. They had a, they, they had for, by all accounts, uh, went, uh, astonishingly well. Nobody, you know, nobody died. <laughs> you know, that's always they good. They just kind of readjusted. <laughs> they kind of just readjusted. They, they, the it's world, always good when world. nobody dies. <laughs> yeah. They just lost, they had one less person on stage and they just kind of readjusted the, the choreography a bit and they were all you fine. Know the, <laughs> you know, the boys were like, man, there's more room to dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least XOM felt that way. It's like SOK. Like, right. damn, we still got six guys in our our half of the thing. God damn it. Right. Um, but yeah, by all accounts, it went just fine. So yeah, I think. Uh, and it's that way it's for a reason, like I said. Uh, but it did give us an interesting moment. Uh, at uh, Asen. Uh, which yeah. we had, uh, cause like, like the sports analogy I made, you know, the, the, the baseball analogy, as a Marlins fan, I, I know a little thing about, uh, having, uh, you know, that, that feeling when your jersey, though I, I don't have one, uh, your jersey doesn't make sense anymore because that player is no longer with the team, you know, be it Hanley Ramirez, uh, Miguel Cabrera, you know, uh, your Carlos Delgado's. I don't know why I always remember Carlos Delgado. He was in here. He was here for like one year. And he didn't do shit. <laughs> so that's like, just the one that sticks out. <laughs> I don't know. For, as the name that kind of came and went. Um, you know, just all those things. Uh, one of the interesting moments of going up to the K-pop booth at ASIN was the fact that EXO, uh, unsurprisingly so, because I think it's part of their motif that I think it's really cool merch that really works works well with their motif, but it did kind of create a bit of hilarious serendipity for this, which is one set of their merch is jerseys for all the different members, uh, with their names on the pack. So you got that same exact feeling with Chris's jersey hanging right up there <laughs> while all this is happening. And it's like, huh, that's just kind of a beautiful thing right there. And mm-hmm. no matter what we were doing, we just kept thinking back and trying to look back at that jersey every time we were in the expo bo- booth. Uh, yeah. Because as a, as a, as a, like, K-pop fans won't really understand that. I mean, they, they've had people leave groups before, you know? Yeah. But you won't understand that thing of like, oh man, like, Fuck his jersey's still in the clubhouse, you know, <laughs> like, like shit, like you know, or like that that moment where you're like, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm excited about this new player. I'm gonna go buy that jersey, show show support for my team, show support for this new player, all that shit. He got booted off the team. <laughs> what am I gonna <laughs> do with that jersey? Right, like. Probably the feeling of anybody that was dumb enough to buy a Carlos Marmol jersey when he got signed by the Marlins this year. I was like, God. Yeah. But I won't get into that talk. 
Because I, 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 I can go, I can rant for hours about you know, the uh, baseball, but yeah, that feeling, <laughs> that feeling, uh, uh, the jersey, the outdated jersey. Uh, but I think things will go well for EXO and for exotics alike. Uh, hopefully they'll, f- maybe this will motivate them to start solidifying things and maybe actually give them an official fan club and fan club name. Cause seriously, <laughs> how the, at this point with all this hubbub, the fact that they don't have an official fan club is kind of ridiculous. SM, get on that. You have the name. It's exotics. Trademark it. I'm sure there's no, you know, just, just go ahead and use it. Exotics. It's right there. <laughs> just get on it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, but all, all the best to everybody involved, especially Chris, who's going to go out there on his own. He's probably going to, he's, he'll do well. He's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty sure, pretty sure, uh, AOMG. Is that what, is that what the Jay Parks thing is called? AOMG, right? Yeah. Our, our, yeah, uh, above sure our ordinary a, music group. Yeah. <laughs> they could pretty sure they could use just, just a pop star, you know? Yeah. That could be good. Yeah. Never know. Uh, but Come to on. kind of so bring support, us- support people trying to get out of the system, uh, Jay Park. <laughs> <laughs> you got out. You got to support others trying to get out. Exactly. That's how it works. <laughs> All right. So to bring ourselves down from heavy duty news, let's bring out a couple of random cool little tidbits. Uh, Orange Caramel had a, had a, had a commercial deal with Baskin Robbins and decided to create a song and music video that could more or less just be a promotional single for them and they could probably just go on music shows and promote with it because <laughs> it's a song called a bing a bing. Uh, it's very much a commercial for Baskin Robbins, uh, pop bing soup lineup. Uh, well, not just pop bing soup, but bing soup lineup. Uh, if you, if, for those who are unfamiliar with bing soup, it's a kind of a shaved ice with particular toppings. Some, uh, the most common is pop bing soup, which is red beans. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. other ones. There's like chocolate and, and a few other things. Uh, but Baskin Robbins has the lineup and they decided to promote it with, uh, the queens themselves, orange caramel. Uh, orange caramel is kind of growing on me. I, 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 like, there were a thing that I kept, people kept saying when they were gonna come back, yeah. like, all oh, the queens are coming back, the slaying queens are coming back. I was like, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> I guess, okay, I, I, I'm not familiar, uh, uh, I'm excited? What's going on? Why is everybody so excited? It's like, then the, I started seeing the new music, the, the, the videos, I was like, Oh, that's what everybody's excited about. I see. <laughs> I see. Like, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Y'all were right. They are pretty awesome. Uh, did, did you get a chance to, uh, check out the music video and, uh, yeah, you like you said, it's, it's a commercial. It's a commercial. <laughs> it's like, a commercial. I know a commercial. I know when you're trying to sell me a product. I used to watch 80s cartoons. Yes. <laughs> like, I will buy that toy, sir. <laughs> no problem. Yes, Baskin Robbins. If you were still actually a thing in America, I'd buy your ice cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, if I knew where a Baskin Robbins was, <laughs> I'd buy your ice cream. It was cream. like, give me the bingsu. It's like, what? Bing, like, right. The Bingsu like, with the orange caramel. Can, it's like, 
Oh, wait. I kind of wish that was actually a thing here in America. Like, why can't we have the weird, cool, awesome flavors of things that everybody else gets? Like, why don't we get, you know, like fucking the, the wasabi Kit Kats? You yeah. know how <laughs> down I would be for wasabi Kit Kats? Or like, you know, just ketchup chips. I, I want right. to know what ketchup chips taste like. I think they tried to release them here. Did you just didn't sell like they wanted them to? Yeah. Uh, there's, like, so many things food-wise that I wish we can borrow from Korea. Uh, like, I wish we could have... Well, I mean, some of the stuff, it's just a matter of the fact that, uh, I don't live in a, in a city that has a prominent Korean neighborhood, so, like, I'm probably not gonna be able to get, uh, or even make Jajangmyeon very easily. I'm gonna have to try to figure that out. But, like, some of those fun pop culture you know, mass-produced stuff, like, like, popping soup, or, you know, like, the, the fun bing soups from Baskin Robbins, or, like, different kinds of chips, or, you know, stuff like that, like, uh, but, if nothing else, I want delivery like they do in Korea. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just randomly. I want to be able to order and get chicken and beer delivered with the chicken, you know, like in the box, or get myself like you know Koreanized Chinese food delivered on actual plates that I could eat off of, and then put back into a box and leave outside so they pick it up again. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I don't think it'd be possible, but I want that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, orange caramel, fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. They're really growing on me, and I'm I'm glad I was exposed to them. Uh, and I, I always forget that they're a subunit. It's kind of sad and hilarious that, that, that <laughs> I forget that they're a subunit, uh, of that, of after school. Like, mm-hmm. after school, I could give two craps about, but orange caramel, thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny how that can happen. You know, yeah. like, like, you, you, especially when groups do that, and kind of the subgroup is the thing people care more about than the actual group. Yeah, it's, it's like it's almost kind of cute. Numbers wise, cause I don't remember how many, uh, members, I think there's like seven members in after school. You almost say yeah. numbers wise, it's closer to like the fact that Hiana is the most popular version of four minute. But so if you increase <laughs> numbers wise, you get like a subunit rather than an individual mathematically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, which is hilarious. Uh, but yeah, orange caramel. Uh, moving on to somebody, uh, to, uh, a, a, again, another smaller group, uh, one standout has, who's been slaying recently. Uh, so you, just a random, uh, little thing from a variety show recently that I want, I'm think I'm want to check out cause it seems like a cool one. Uh, Sistar Soyu made an appearance on, and I guess is joining the cast of I Live Alone on NBC. Um, yeah. which showcases different, uh, people that, you know, live on, out on themselves, live single lives, live by themselves. And she featured, she's featured on that. She, as she has recently moved out of the dorm since, uh, a lot of the members of Sistar are kind of doing their own things. They're kind of maintaining varying schedules. So it makes more sense for them to kind of live on their own, uh, just, uh, schedule wise and just kind of lifestyle wise. So she now lives alone. But the main thing I wanted to point out, is this cool article and cool video clip, uh, showing, uh, her, showing the fact that Soyu certainly lifts. <laughs> Definitely lifts. <laughs> she lifts. And, uh, 
And it's definitely an interesting thing. And, and, and you wonder why, why is this interesting? Uh, because we talk about the idol life. We talk about idols. One of the things that the main thing that that's been a theme and, and the kind of a thing that I've noticed is they don't always necessarily get the best advice or guidance diet and exercise wise. Uh, a lot of them are, are, uh, put on low food amount, light cardio diets and like, uh, you know, a lot of cardio, a fair amount of cardio doing a lot of dance practice and not eating a lot. Like they get starved uh, skinny and um, it's never the right thing to do. It's a lot of times it'll just make you skinny fat. Like, but it, it was kind of refreshing and kind of sexy. Uh, to see, mm-hmm. so you kind of actually properly doing some weightlifting, <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, proper diet and exercise is something that I hope is, <laughs> it, it's weird to say this, but that's just idle life. I, I hope that is something that is a little more prominent than it seems to be. I don't know. Uh, is that something that you've noticed in, in you know, specific about diet and exercise? <sighs> like... It's always been one of those things in idol life that, like, always just scares me, you know, like, that it, it's, I, you, you would think they would put more of an emphasis on making sure they're healthy so that they can do all the shit that you want them to do. But there's so much more of an emphasis on other things and treating them like robots. And it, 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 I experienced it more in the Japanese culture and I initially thought the Korean culture was better, but there it's just, it's either getting or has been, or like, it's kind of finally getting better. Uh, but it, it sucks all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get the sense that the, it, it's also the, like, it, you know, proper exercise, you know, uh, maybe getting them a dietitian. I, I, I get the sense that Sistar specifically, uh, does definitely exercise properly. Uh, at least they have been because Hyodin has some muscular legs. Like she has fantastically sexy legs. But they are definitely not like scrawny. They are muscular. <laughs> like mm-hmm. she has some, she has some like, like I could probably like, like, uh, punch her thigh and just like <laughs> feel like nothing but solid, you know, <laughs> solidness. Like she's, 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 uh, built. Uh, and Bora is always killing it on the idol athletic competitions and, it's good to see. It's it's something that I hope carries out further, and I think, uh, you know, I the more we see maybe some nice proper toned abs rather than flat pot bellies, you know, in K-pop, yeah, you know, the better. But I think it's something that I hope is, in, yeah, because like I, I definitely, definitely, you got to remind me one day to to find the right one of the AKB documentaries that like just shows like these girls like sweating and dying and crawling under the stage to get in position for like the next song and passing out in the back and them just like like there's like one part where they like this girl is 
literally dying and like passing out and fainting and like shit. But because she's the center, they just like pump her full of water, change her clothes while she's passed out, wake her up and throw her back out on stage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. it's just crazy. Like that whole culture of that is crazy. And I like, I, I gotta ref- find, I have all the AKP documentaries. I just gotta find the right one and send it yes. to you. That's it's gonna. We'll we'll have to make a, a thing on on the show to to see. I will I will try to watch it and I'll I'll give my honest reaction. And I'm I'm looking forward to kind of getting that insight. Uh, but treat your idols better. God damn it, get them proper diet and exercise. I think that's the main thing that we're getting out of this. Uh, but moving on to some, I think uh, uh more fun things. We got some new releases. I think a couple of new releases. Uh, first off, uh, we have from Secret, uh, Hyosung, her solo debut, uh, Goodnight Kiss. Uh, very, very, uh, visually, uh, arresting I- I- video. Uh, kind of a, you know, a good, catchy song. An okay song, but, I don't know, did, did you get a chance to check it out? What, what, what was your impression? Um, it, I don't know, like, it, it's catchy, like you said, but I don't know, I gotta listen to it a few more times before I really pass judgment, cause if, if I do the early judgment thing, I feel like later on I'm gonna listen to it and be like, oh wait, hold on, I like this. <laughs> um, but your initial impression, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it just sounds like stuff I've heard before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a well done song. It's a cat, it's a catchy song. And the video is definitely interesting. And, uh, Hyosung definitely brings the sex appeal. Uh, uh but it, it's one of those things where I think it, it, it will either grow on you or just disappear from, from your, from your mindscape. Right. Uh, I mean, the, the title of the article is, is a flawed, you know, Hyosung's Goodnight Kiss is a, is a flawed song playing over the best silent film ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, it's definitely a lot of the visuals are the, the emphasis on the music video. Uh, yeah. but you know, it, the song isn't bad. It's just something that it would have to grow on people or it won't. <laughs> Uh, yeah. definitely doesn't necessarily uh, automatically arrest you. Uh, yeah, but first impression like is definitely, I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't uh, sound like anything new. It doesn't sound like anything super creative. It just sounds like something very in the middle. It sounds like it should be a girl group song, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like, that's how backup singers. Right. Like, that's how the vocals yeah. are, are staged out. It sounds like a girl group song. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I'm just hearing her, you know? Yeah. Um, um, at any but, point in the song, I don't feel that way. I do not feel like I'm just hearing her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I get the sense that it's partly to, to, uh, hide her limits, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but moving on to another, uh, solo debut from a, a girl group member, uh, Tiara's G Young brings her own kind of, uh, Fascinating sensuality visual video, uh, for her song, 
one minute, one second, never ever, or never ever, one pun, uh, uh, ipon ichon, icho, something like that, uh, one minute, one second, and basically it kind of creates the K-pop, as uh, the, the article it says, Gion does the K-pop version of Groundhog Day, <laughs> uh, <laughs> over a man, in one minute, one second, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's a really cool song. The video is actually the interesting thing about it. It's very unsettling and dark and it kind of does a good job of being about somebody losing their mind and kind of realizing that they've gone insane. <laughs> and, uh, and I think it works well. I don't know. What, what was your initial impression? What was your impression of the, the video and the song? I like it. Like, I really do. Like, I, I like it a lot. I like the video. I like the song. And I can hear her singing. Uh, so, you know, like, I like that. Yeah. And, and the, the visuals and like the, the story come across really well, don't they? Um, yeah, I like the visuals. The, the hip swivel. I have to say, it, but this also creates a, uh, this also created another situation of like, uh, the TV network censors- censorship again. <sighs> because now, uh, not just KBS though, not just KBS, but SBS and NBC as well have asked Gian to alter her choreography to, <laughs> so that it's not as sensual. Because of her sensual hip swivels with her facial expressions. And I'm thinking, didn't we do this shit with Elvis Presley like 50 years ago? And didn't we get <laughs> past that? Like, God. Like, she swings her hips. Get the fuck over it. Women are sexy. It's just a fact of life. Damn yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's just, it's really is silly at this point, but Korea just wants to stick to this thing that like. Well, Korean uh, media. <laughs> the media. Korean media. I think I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna absolve regular Korean folk from the stupidity that is Korean media. <laughs> just in general. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a, a fun song and a fun video. Uh, but, uh, moving on to, uh, just complete debut, uh, not just a person breaking out on their own, but a, a debut all together, uh, from a former music show winner, I believe, uh, you know, a former music show contestant and of uh, Superstar K3, uh, also former YG trainee, now on her own, signed to a different label, uh, Finally having her debut track, Yuna Kim, not the figure skater, but, you know, the singer, Kim Yuna, uh, with, finally came out with her debut song, Without You Now, featuring, uh, the members of MFBTY, that being Yoon Mi Rae, uh, Busy, and Tiger JK, here of Drunken Tiger. Um, it, it's a, it's a very, I, I'd say, I, I I liked it as a song overall, 
I don't know if it does as good a job of showcasing Yuna Kim as, as I think it, it wants to. I don't know. What impression did you get, Kaz? Um, it was just really silly, and her vocals are really weird to me. You know? I, I, I can't place her voice. Like, it, it's very unique, but I, I just... I just... I'm trying to think of how to explain it, you know? Yeah. It is- and she is very into 90s hip-hop, it seems, <laughs> from the style <laughs> of the video. Yeah, she's definitely very into that style, like the, the overhauls and the, the 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 headscarf and the the, the semi do rag thing, uh, and uh, it does a uh, it definitely features very heavily those uh, members of MFBTY, and there comes a point where they kind of take over a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> they kind yeah. of take over, and I wonder if that's to her benefit or detriment. I think. And it could, you could make a case for other way. A bit of both, because I think it may be a detriment to her being featured in the song, but at the very least it might get people to kind of just have her name in people's minds, and at least just get to hear some of her vocals. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a good song. I like the song, the song is fun and catchy, but... uh. I go back and forth. It, 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 it's tough to kind of uh, uh, get a get a point on it to kind of point you know to to uh, pin it down. What what the sense of it? But it's like it, she does a good job of the fun dances. The, the video is fun and the song is fun, but uh, it's definitely much. They're definitely very much a uh, MFBTY joint that she <laughs> is kind of featured on. <laughs> Early on, and she just kind of takes over the beginning parts of it, but then like, uh, it's, it's, uh, Tasha time, <laughs> then it's Tiger time, Tiger JK time, and then it's busy time, so it's like, uh, okay, you kind of were supposed to collaborate with her and kind of take her under your wing, but maybe this is kind of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, it, it feels like one of those things, like, hey, yeah, you're gonna get to collaborate with this, like, well-known hip-hop group, you know, that's, like, been doing it for years. You're like, alright, you get in the studio, you're like, alright, here's my ideas, and they're like, alright, what if we did it this way? Like, uh, uh, okay, yeah, 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 you know? And then you're like, alright, yeah, yeah, and like, we've come up with a lot of good stuff today, and you're, and then you get home and you're like, they threw out all my ideas. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just realized that. And then you go back the next day and you're like, oh yeah, we're, f- we finished the song. You're like, I wasn't here. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> just go in here and sing this part. This is half a page of vocals. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Trust me. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> like, Let's just do a t- few like, takes of that. We're all good. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Oh, you're like, <laughs> then they're like, you know, all right, we're going to do the music video. All right. When do I need to show up? Huh? <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, Is this uh, still my song? <laughs> like, no. He's like, no. Uh, but speaking of, of 90s hip hop, I did love the Erica Badu, uh, reference there. You better call Tyrone. You got to drop that in. <laughs> it was a nice yeah. little, nice little nod. Which is cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah overall, it, it pretty much that sums it up. <laughs> that, the little anecdote sums it up. Uh, but all the best to you, Nick Kim. 
uh, Kimuna. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but, would, I would like to hear more from her, kind of see what she does on her own, because I find her vocals weird. <laughs> so we're going to have to see in more stuff that maybe features her more, maybe a little more variety. Uh, but speaking of uh, 90s hip hop um, and people copying and people being in love with it, uh, we finally have a release date for Young's, uh Rise album. Uh, and on top of that, we have a teaser image. Uh, Which I don't think is a teaser image, uh, at I, least not for me. It's uh, it's it's a uh, I, I I don't know what what was what is your impression? That's, give me give me your sh- as as an amateur photographer. I've <laughs> <laughs> never sold a picture in my life. Um, I think it's a shitty photo. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just do. I think it's a shitty fucking photo. Um, I think this could have been done so much better, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, what is this selling me? You know what I'm saying? Like, as a photo that is supposed to be making me excited and anticipate this album. What? Like, it's like, it's like they caught him, like, walking around. It, it, first of all, I love, if there's nothing more Taeyang than, the freaking shorts and a uh, no shirt and yeah. I bet you like uh flip flops. <laughs> like he looks like he's just walking around uh his neighborhood and his by his neighbor uh, neighborhood I mean his pretend neighborhood in South Central that he has in his brain. Uh <laughs> uh just walking around his hood. Uh you know, with no shirt on, just going maybe go and find a, a b ball game and that he'll play in, yeah. in his uh, in his sandals, like, or you know, go over play some play some uh, play some craps, play some dice. You know, I I don't know, it's a ridiculous image. But what what do you th- do you anticipate the album? Do you think it it, it could? Uh, Maybe put some quality music out there because it, it, it's been long enough. <laughs> I mean, we thought we were gonna get an album a while ago. <laughs> um, not really sure. You know, like at this point, I'm not really sure because what did we get? Two singles? No, one single. One single. We got um, Ringalinga. And yeah, I kind of like that, but I like that more for that dance teaser video that they put out than, yeah. you know, the actual video or the music of it itself. Um, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I just. And for, for kind of more or less being a GD song that was being performed by Taeyong. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I just, I don't know. I've never really, really, really cared for Young's solo stuff. So I just, I don't know. What I'm gonna get, you know? Yeah, we we don't know. Uh, of course, and, and oh yeah, and, and, and I didn't even read the article. Uh, it was revealed that in he was in the final stages of the album, and he had traveled to Los Angeles to shoot the album jacket. So he went to like, all right, I'm gonna find a hood to walk around in my shorts and no shirt on, like I live there. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do this pose with my blonde hair. Looking like I'm getting my utmost BDK, B2K on. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, damn. But, I mean, it could be good. I think if it's, I think if it expands on some of the good things that was in uh, Ringalinga, and I think he does the ballads well. I, I'm, I, he, he'll do, he'll do like a ballad or two in there. He'll do some more hip hop stuff. Probably lean on GD and Teddy Park quite a bit, you know, mm-hmm. and their work. Uh, it, it should be good. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, how good or, you know, what type of good <laughs> and how much, uh, how much eh do we have to swallow in order to experience the good, you know. Uh, but it's all speculative. It's just an image and a release date. <laughs> so we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, hell, we don't even know if it's going to get released. Because it's YG. Right. Right. <laughs> Those dates on that image can be changed. <laughs> they can Photoshop the hell out of that. Right. Yeah. Be like, no, I have a copy of it right here. Like, like I just looked at it. It has those dates on it. And then you show it to everyone and it's different dates. And then you look back and it's different dates. Fucking Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I saw those dates on there. And you're like, I, we're sure you did. <laughs> like, somebody's fucking with me. <laughs> like, I bet. You're like that. You're like Jodie Foster in that that one movie where she's on a plane or something. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I I I, I went I instantly know. Twilight Zone. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably the better one to go to than some shitty movie that came out a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, because that's that thing in in the Twilight Zone where where the person is just like like no 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 I have all the information right here on a piece of paper <laughs> it's printed out and they they like super emphasize that like they have it they saw it 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 it's real like I can show it to you and you're like you're like then the other person is like uh huh I'm sure you can this guy's loopy. Somebody call the cops. And it's like, and they're like, you just said that right in front of me. You don't need to call the cops. I just said, I can prove this to you. Let me grab it. And, and the camera pans over and you, you, you see the dates you're supposed to see. You and he's like, yeah, see? And then he shows it to them and they're like, Hey, buddy. I think you bet. I think you've been drinking a little too much. And he turns it around and it's different. And they're like, what? No, no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they run out of the building, <laughs> yes. and everyone has big faces. <laughs> and yes. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you Twilight find Zone. out, and you find out the villain is man. <laughs> right. End of episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. uh, <laughs> shit! It was YG the whole time. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Um. We all right, so that's it for headlines. On that note, we're gonna end headlines, and we're gonna go into a very interesting how Yujuku talks with a guest, uh, from one of our my other podcasts. And I'm yes. gonna let you guess who it is, if for a few seconds, because th- that's how long the little stinger is, and then he'll be on, and we'll just tell you. So <laughs> that'll be right <laughs> now.
So, uh, welcome to the segment that we're going to do. We have invited our friend Brett Hibbard from, uh, fan, no, not Fanny Pack, from Record Breakers. <laughs> I can't keep the show straight in my head. There are too many of them. Ah! <laughs> Look, the Drew Curry of podcasting. Um, but no, we have our friend, uh, Brett on because Brett went and saw Lady Gaga, but that's not why he's here. He's here because of who opened for Lady Gaga, which is rather weird. Um, just probably some people, probably to the Lady Gaga fans out there. Uh, Hatsune Miku, Hatsune, yeah. uh, Hatsushan, um, opened up for, for Lady Gaga. Um, and for those that don't know who Hatsune Miku is, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Hatsune Miku is, the ideal pop star. She is a virtual pop star. She is, she is programmed, um, through synthesizers and 3D technology and holograms to be the perfect little girl. Yeah, she uses, she um, uses the Yamaha Vocaloid programs and, uh, she was developed, uh, to kind of just be this, uh, perfect idol that they can write any music to and not have to train. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And she, even, even just, ants. yeah, uh, she, she came onto Lady Gaga's tour as kind of an, an odd choice, especially considering she wasn't the first choice. Uh, she was chosen there to be kind of, okay, we can't, couldn't get a crayon pop for the whole tour. Let's try something else. And then they chose Hatsune Miku. Uh, what else, what else do the weeaboos like? Yeah. <laughs> What, what else, what else is colorful and weird and, and Asian-y? Uh, let's throw, let's throw that in there. Uh, and what, what, what else can we hire for cheap that, that Lady Gaga seems to enjoy? <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, Brett, this being, being uh, probably most likely your first experience with a said virtual pop star, what, what was the experience like? Well, well, let me give you a little bit of the atmosphere. So I'm up in Detroit at Joe Lewis, which uh, is uh, is a hockey arena, and uh, I'm I'm in there for my very first pop music show for my I, I took my wife for anniversary, and uh, you know the I was like okay I'm already gonna get weird because I'm at Lady Gaga well you know and I'm looking up in the rafters and you have all these banners all these historic hockey players. And then I look towards the stage and I see a holographic Japanese uh, pop star using Yamaha Vocaloid synthesizing. Um, it was uh, it was very 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 different from anything I had ever seen um, because the way they'd set up the stage, there were like uh, three different screens that they're projecting upon. Um, uh, I was not on the floor. I was looking at it from uh, from stage left uh mm-hmm. and uh, at a good angle i could i could see the the hologram was working from where i was sitting but uh, it was uh it was very interesting <laughs> um well like, i have uh, to ask like i'm curious was it uh pepper's ghost uh it i i it, i i don't know if it was tupac uh back <laughs> back back dance i i'm unaware uh, I, I don't know my magic well enough other than I know that that is a magic trick. Um, uh, but, uh, it was, it was definitely, uh, like, uh, your, what you would think of a hologram being, 
not uh it's not like a Sonic the Hedgehog holographic cart that you twist and it goes on oh, going from Sonic to a ball. It was uh there was more to it than that. Um but uh it was definitely uh it, it was it, it's very strange to think of a character especially a uh, a character designed like that to be life sized uh that is a that is a strange thing to be like i'm looking down and there's a hologram that is the same size as two girl dancers on either side of that hologram um so it was a weird production altogether um as for the actual singing and the performance um there it was not as i I mean obviously i do not speak the native tongue of this program um (laughs) and it and uh it was uh it was definitely not a uh it was definitely not a person it was there was there was artifacts going into it there were a little bit of uh strangeness when it comes to the enunciation that i Mm -hmm. don't think i could blame on the on the loudspeakers um it was not the, it was not a one to one person, uh, that was up there. Um, no. Yeah, no. the, uh, the fact that it was in front of a Lady Gaga show is kind of strange seeing that I could not find anybody around or in my, uh, in my view that had like every, there were all these people talking to each other while the, while the, the performance was going on. So it was, it was definitely first act out of three. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was not a main stage kind of event, yeah. Which is yeah. What you were saying, Cass? Well, I'm mean, just saying, which is funny because they've done main stage stuff for for Hatsune Miku in America. Like she's, I forget where she performed, and like they did a show for her in L.A. and it sold out rather well. Um, but I just think that that. Those two groups are not a crossover. The the yeah. Weeaboo Otakus and the Little Monsters. Yeah, no. well, they... and and the price to get in the door for uh-huh. somebody who wanted to see uh, the opening that that's a lot of money to spend to yeah. see that that. Uh, yeah. And also, it was Detroit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it, not not the the I I am assuming I'm making blanket not... judgments of Detroit. Probably not. Hitsune Miku's, uh, uh, number one fan base. Yeah, probably not. It, yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, th- that's a, kind of to be expected. Usually any Asian acts, they, they, uh, especially Korean acts, they usually go with the, the main, uh, like hotbeds for anything like, which is New York and LA. Uh, some venture out into other cities depending on where they think they can go. Uh, but, and those aren't always successes. Like, uh, I will say that Block B, uh, is going to have a concert in Miami. Last I checked, they still haven't sold out. Like, uh, and they haven't sold out by, by far. <laughs> so, uh, the whole, like, uh, you know, ramp, uh, immediate sellout here in Miami to show that, uh, the K-pop companies that K-pop can work here might not work out <laughs> that way. But, like, they have their central markets for reasons, so I imagine. Like, so that was, was that basically, uh, the reaction was kind of like semi-indifference, uh, or what was the, the, the general feeling from the audience you saw around you? Um, it was not much of a reaction. Um, from song to song, it was, it was from song to song. There were no breaks for tremendous amount of applause. Um, there, a lot of people were paying attention early on 
but some of the uh, the the holographic dance moves were kind of repetitive, and yeah. uh, uh, you know the, it wasn't. I pick out the the vocals because I I pick apart music, um, but a lot of people weren't even paying attention. Um, it was it was definite like it's time to go get a beer from the beer man uh, <laughs> opening act time, uh, and uh, people were there for the the Gaga show. It was like opening act could have been you know three clowns on unicycles and they wouldn't have paid attention. So yeah. Um, yeah. it probably wasn't the best situation because I did not get any crowd feel from it, but from what I saw, it was pretty repetitive. Uh, the, you know, the, the voice software and the, uh, it, it was, it was not, uh, the doctor from Voyager, uh, quality hologram. Uh, but, uh, it was, it, yeah, she, uh, has a, she has a rather small range. Hold on. Let me look. They have her range somewhere. Okay. Here it is. It's a three E five B two B three is her vocal range within the software. Um, and you know, then it just is the tempo from there because it's all vocal. It's all vocalized computer synth vocals or whatever. So like, like, cause like Brett said, there isn't this screen behind in which you know there's a band like with metalocalypse or like uh gorillas where there are people you know yeah. on the with, back with, like, side gorillas, of what you're seeing with gorillas there's damon albarn and uh the their and friends you know damon albarn and his music right. uh industry friends like double funky almost sapien or you know other people but like with this it's just completely it is it is like some dude it's some dude sits down at a keyboard hammers out some music and then another dude sits at a a computer and hammers out some fucking vocals and then they get a band together and synth that shit out you know like and then they get some programmers and animators and stuff and like i've seen some of her shows and yeah like there's some repetitive stuff there's some cool stuff they have done in her full shows you know because there are other vocaloid characters that they have created to go along with her um and and she's kind of spanned this this universe of of anime and anime music and and created all these other like like spin-offs and have like inspired other things one of the big things being black rock shooter which is this great like 30 minute animated music video that has spawned toys and all kind of other shit um but like her her shows for herself are kind of fun because you know, it has the costume changey things. It has the other characters that everybody's there to see, but it is very much all about the music. Yeah. And I think it, a lot, it, a lot of pigtails flapping in the wind yeah. in the same, in the same way to, to almost to a beat of a drum. And, yeah. you know, it, it was less the, the range of the vocals that was the, the part that I, I, I could have, noticed that it was synthetic just because of a little bit of artifacting and a little bit of unnatural sound to it but mm-hmm. as that goes it's a it's it's obviously you know top of the line i mean this is very very uh, expensive yamaha software that you can buy yeah, um, I, I and, think at this point she spawned her own version of the software as well yeah. <laughs> yes sure. You can buy it's. You can buy the yes. I, I'm That's looking at it. Yeah, right. Vocaloid series, series Hatsune. two, three, and four. Hatsune Miku. Yeah. Package. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, 
Uh, it's definitely, it definitely has its audience and it definitely has its, uh, its, its performance and it's fun. Uh, I think it may have been lost on the Lady Gaga crowd. Uh, yeah. I think. And, and the, let me tell you, it was probably lost on me too. <laughs> yeah. If you guys uh, I, know anything about me, I'm probably not the best person to, to distill this down to what it was, but I was there. I saw it and, uh, yeah, I'll, you know, it was, it was definitely as advertised. I will tell you that. I saw a, a holographic pop star. Now, did you, did, I don't know if you're familiar with Crayon Pop. I know I've talked about it a lot in random conversations, uh, but, uh, would you have preferred a quirky, uh, five person, uh, Korean pop girl group? <laughs> you know, that's kind of fun and, and, and funny. Uh, rather than. Uh, I, 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 I will answer that i i will i will always always want you know the the most amount of real people on stage <laughs> um give me give me the most real uh musicians and artists on on a stage and i will always yeah. go that way yeah but i am glad that i got to see this because this is going to be something 10 years from now i'll be like hey guys guess what you know one time i saw this uh yeah i think it's it's definitely interesting to see somebody with a fresh perspective uh experience this and kind of uh, talk to them but yeah i would i would have i would have loved to for you to have seen it in its element around the weeaboos with sticks and and the cheering and the the crazy weeaboo dances that they do for their pop stars yeah (laughs) like the the very unison yeah 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 and you're like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and like because she has she has a actual full band that plays behind her which you know also makes it awesome i don't know if they did that at the lady gaga concert uh, uh yeah uh the the there were there were zero chanting zero people really i i mean i was watching everyone nobody in that entire yeah. well, was, there, was, there, was going were on. there any musicians behind the, the the performance or was it all just no there were there recorded. were two dancers two dancers no, see see in her full performances she has a band Hatsune Miku has a actual band that yeah. is on stage with her like of real people yeah there so, there are many people behind the curtain but uh you know I I I only saw the bright yeah. lights and the two dancers. Yeah. But yeah, you didn't sense it. It didn't, it didn't, uh, seem like it. Uh, yeah, no, there was not a guy with a sweatband and drumsticks twirling. I did, I did not notice anything, no. anything uh, fantastic that. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, uh, I think it was probably not the best choice, but then again, it, it's what they wanted to have, uh, as an opening act. You know, they had, another opening act after that and they, they didn't really need much uh because once they couldn't get crayon pop for the full tour they just kind of got whatever, whatever they could get as far as like quickly and cheaply uh relatively speaking so i think it it's it's a shame for those that are enthusiasts that this is the 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 reaction and and uh avenue for it uh but it's what to it's what's to be expected uh but uh I think it's something that, uh, maybe the, uh, as the, the tour goes along, there's some people that'll be like, oh, that's pretty neat. 
I'll go check that out. And then they go check it out. I think, uh, it's something that's probably See, expected. I think, I think Hatsune Miku would be a better opener for Kiari Pomu Pomu. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's like, obvious. That, that's the mixed crowd where everybody would be like, fuck, I'm here to see both of these things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, it, hopefully this works out for, those that worked hard on the performance, because there, regardless of you know the synthesized idol star, there's a team of people behind it that work hard and create things for that idol pop star. And you know what? I, I, I hopefully this goes well for those people that are working hard for this. Uh, but uh, I, I thank you, Brett, for coming on the show. Uh, uh, is there is there anything you would like to plug on the show? uh the the yeah i i do a show with some guy named Petey and uh two other guys uh where we review an album every week uh record breakers uh is the name of the show um if if you're listening to this you'll probably be able to find the other show uh we had some guy in there uh not too long ago named kaz i think like i brought some fuji's album we uh, re-reviewed but uh otherwise you can follow me at on twitter at hibbity bibbard h-i-b-b-i-t-y-b-i-b-b-a-r-d and uh, I'm glad I could be of service in this area where I have no uh, real qualifications to be talking. But uh, I'm glad to fresh opinions, share my which I, which I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fresh opinions, yes. trademark. Yes, uh, but that's all for us at Halichuku. Kaz, what developments do you have going on in your neck of the woods? Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> drink. Wake Alcoholism. Up, drink. And, and I added stuff to my about.me. Yes. Uh, yes. Go check it out. About.me slash King Kaz. About.me slash PD Rave. Uh, check and follow us on there. Follow us on Twitter at same names. Halle Juku is the show. Uh, kpoppodcast.com is the website. Uh, but, uh, you know, rebelli.net for all the other shows. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, you know, share, subscribe, give us reviews. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. Put Hatsune Miku in a better performance. Toodaloo. Wasting her on the little monsters.